Well, thank you for coming. Um, I am just kind of curious who we are here. Um, so who's, uh, any lower elementary teachers? Oh, oh, wow, okay. Upper elementary? Middle school? High school? Anybody other than sp Spanish? Yes, we have a sombre. <laughs> yes, we have a science. Great, my yes, my neighbor across the hall. He's he's so supportive. Thank you, Dale. Um, okay, so I don't consider myself an expert or anything, but it's just um, for years now at Holland Christian, we've had 85-minute blocks. Um, we have four days a week, so I just feel it's really important to make sure that my students are not just sitting for 85 minutes. Um, and so over the years, I've just tried to like add more and more to my repertoire, um, and I'm hoping. That, oh, before I forget, um, you certainly do not need this right now, but if you want access to this for ideas, um, you might just want to copy down that tiny URL link or take a picture of it so you have it for the future. Because um, then you'll have access to this presentation and all my notes and reminders of like how to do it, you'll find it in the presentation. Um, <coughs> Yes. It does feel like the humor is 
you. And there's no right or wrong answers, and maybe you'll have a class that like would actually say something, and maybe they all look at each other if they're high schoolers, and like, I'm not going to say how much you feel. Um, so you can sit down, you can feel as a teacher like, I need to do four rounds of it, or three rounds of it, or maybe just a oh, one is enough. So very simple, just a brain interval. Then we've got, oh, I can still have to stand, still have to stand up. <laughs> so stretches are nice, again, they're super quick, you've been sitting for like 10 minutes or something and you just need them to get going. Um, this is what I call the good morning stretch. You're just going to open up, your arms go up, and you cross, anytime you cross, as I tell my students, anytime you cross your plane, it's good for your brain. So cross it, but then bring it all the way down to your feet, as far as I can't reach the floor, but if you could. And then you just open back up. And you can call them good morning stretches, and your heat, good afternoon stretches, whatever time of day it is. Very simple, but just your good morning stretch, okay? TYI, even good for like little kindergartners, maybe for your alphabet. Reminders. So we start. We're gonna make. Um, we're gonna make a T. We're gonna make a Y. And we're gonna make an I. So you start with your hands, your palms facing out, and your thumbs out as well. And we're gonna make five T's. And it goes like this. So we go one, two, three, four, five. Hold it at the T. Then we're gonna do five Y's. One, two, three, four, five. Hold it. At the Y, and then we do five eyes. One, two, three, four, five. And that's your T Y I stretches. Very simple, but again, it just gets kids up, moving. Should we do it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm. Um, okay, okay. Well, yeah, we. So you're getting your PE your, your, uh, credits today. Um, so, I have special applauses, um, and you might think, like, that's so elementary. I do it with my high schoolers. Just yesterday, it was grandparents' day, we were playing a game, and the kid's team won. He's like, they need to do the volcano applause for us. So, I, I'm doing three of them this semester. I'll probably add more second semester, but anytime we need to confirm somebody, or a team wins, or somebody wowed me, like, wow, super impressionante, excelente, we'll do an applause. So fireworks, or fuegos artificiales, again, you can call these in your target language, English. I do it all in tar target language, but for today's presentation, it's in English. So for fireworks, very simple. You just big applause on top of your head, and you're like, Whoa. <laughs> Okay? And if it was like super impresionante, you'd be like, two fuegos artificiales, you know, dope. So you're like, There's no sore losers in my class, so even if like I wasn't other, like everybody has to participate, even if it's like grudgingly, and they really do. They kind of, at least I find that high schoolers like most of them. I would probably say 97 percent of them actually think they're kind of fun. Pirate. Okay, there's multiple things going on. So we stomp our foot. You bring your arm down like this. Oh, you gotta close your you close one eye. Close one eye. Your arm goes down. You stomp your foot, you say, Arrgh! and then the claws on top of your head. Okay, so we're going to do that. Let's try this again. So, close one eye, arm goes down, we'll do it on three. Arm goes down, stomp your foot, clap up, we'll try it on three. Alright, so, one, uno, dos, tres. Four times, so we we kind of slap our um, our legs four times, and then a big clap and a yeehaw. So 
activity, I call this, um, let's pretend that we're going to read an article, or you're going to read a chapter in a book, or maybe if you're a world language teacher, you've just done a story, but you want to rework that same story and review it in a new way, a novel way. So we're going to pretend you're actually going to read the story, the uh, parts of this article, making movement a part of your classroom culture. Whatever grade or subject area, every teacher can effectively incorporate movement in the classroom throughout the school day. So, this is what we're using as a reading. Obviously, you would adapt the reading to your class. But the instructional activity is called Walk, Read, Write. And it works like So you're going to get the reading. It may be a reading that you write. It could be like a reworking of um, whatever reading that you need according to your content level. It's going to work like this. Um, we're first going to walk. I usually play music, and everybody gets up out of their seat. You'll need a writing utensil, because I literally do it. It's literally on paper. You'll need a writing utensil. I'm going to play music, everybody's going to get up, and when the music stops, you have to sit with whoever nears you. Sometimes I mix it up, because we all know human beings, like once you do the sweats, they totally know, like, what's your name? All right, one of my buddies, like, what's going to happen to be walking next to him when the music stops? Like, so sometimes you're like, you can't work with, like, in high school, you're like, okay. You can't work with somebody in your own brain. Or you can't work with somebody who's got the same color. Like you can mix it up because otherwise they always try to block. So you're smarter than that. You can, you can figure out how to get down with different people. But it's just a way to like rather than just read something, we're going to walk and we're going to read and we're going to write. So right now, I'm going to hopefully this music works. Get up. <laughs> Walk around. Use the time to move. Take some breaths. And then find a buddy. No. <laughs> or two. <laughs>
Physical education isn't the only class that should emphasize. Now, did everybody automatically go with emphasize? No. No. Ooh. What made you switch it to emphasize? The next point. So as you're making like your word options, it's, it's good. Like I saw, it, like these guys, I'm like, oh, you did. I love it when the students have to, because I always say like you won't use it more than once, and then it makes them have conversations too of like, you know, what vocabulary word would be best, or oh, it would actually. Sometimes they go back and have to change the answer, but they have good conversations linguistically about that. So right, should emphasize movement whenever the greater subject area. Every teacher can effectively. Yes. Movement into a school day. Most students take fewer than 5,000 steps during a non-PE school day. That's including one recess. Excellent. Health experts recommend at least 10,000 steps. Yes. Or 60 minutes of physical activity a day. Adding physical activity to classrooms will result in more focus. Excellent. Better behaved students who can accomplish even more throughout the school day. Alright. Does anybody need any of those points? Confirmed. Restated. Okay, that's how I would. Um, so we're gonna do. Let's do another one, kind of get the idea. So then I play music. Oh, and by the way, I had music going while you chatting too, so that they can't automatically just hear what other people are have the answer. So have this music playing quietly in the background. So um, walk. Level. Excellent. Do you need any of those blanks? Repeat it. No. 
We are gonna jump, we'll do one more. We're gonna jump, because at the end, um, just maybe like if your school is working on like DOK, depth of knowledge kinds of questions, or can they recognize like, what's the main idea? What are three details that relate to the main idea? We'll just, as our final, um, last little step, we're gonna jump to the last section, which, if you're wondering why are there just random numbers, sometimes depending on the level, like a Spanish one writing, for example, I might, like they can't handle as big, so the sections are shorter, but there'll be more of them. And then especially if it's a story that like we've gone over and over and over, we just need a new novel way to do it. I don't have them do it in order. So that's why I'm like, all right, you gotta go to, and then we just work on our numbers. 428. All right, so don't just go in order. You have to wait to listen for like, what number section are we working on? That's why there's random numbers on the left. So right now, um, Walk around, but play by Exactly. Yep. 
Deal. And so I feel like um, as a review, there might be a student who knows the information, they've taken notes, but then there's other kids who haven't taken any notes at all, and now this became their notes yeah. <laughs> that they realized tonight they're going to actually appreciate having. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. What would you suggest in like, limited space where there's not as much? Oh, and you could, yeah, all depends on your space though as well. So yeah, maybe like at our school, take them down to Main Street in our case, or like out to the hall, or, I mean, even in small, like, it's kind of at least walk, I would hope that there'd be some way that they could maneuver around desks or something if you had to stay in your own room. Kagala. Mm. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, hopefully the logistics can work as well in your spaces. But I really like it, and I've used it everything from Spanish 1 to AP. I mean, you can yeah. totally adapt it to any level. So, okay? All right, take a seat. Take a seat. Maybe for 30 seconds. I forget what If you're feeling over-exercised, you could do this one in your seat if you don't want to stand. Um, it's one more brain interval, um, breathing, you're just going to stand or sit. You raise your arms, and so you point to the students, I am, and then again, target language, so you target language, English, whatever you prefer. And then you're going to raise your hand and say, I am. And then just as you bring it down, maybe have like a list on the board, have a list on slide of some options. Like if they're coming in from recess, maybe you're like, <clears throat> or you know, I'm ready. You're about to take a little assessment. Like, I am ready. You know, peaceful or relaxed or capable or talented, whatever affirmative words you want to give them as options. So let's just raise our hands in the air and say, and then pick a word as you come down and say, I am, I am capable. And then repeat that, I am ready. And they can pick the same word, they can pick a different word, but something very quick just gets them to like, in the mode for whatever you're doing next. And then if you want, you could follow up, um, you know, how did this affect your brain state? What did you notice? Similar to the previous one we had done to start. All right. Um, we'll move into a, some official just brain breaks, ones that like, they'll get your students up and moving. They probably don't have, they're not as content related as like the walk, read, write activity, but these are just some things that I like to do. Um, this first one's called 54321. I always like to give students options. So um, in a minute, you're going to do one from each column. And again, you can do it in your target language. Um, but today, I put it in English because I didn't know if we'd have everybody who was Spanish-speaking. Um, so Dale, this is your So your option for five, you're going to count down. Um, so you're going to do five, four, three, two, one. I either have to do that or I'm from Holland, Michigan, so I'm like five countdown from doing the windmill. Like we have a Dutch dance, and so we're like five and four, three, two, one. So I either have to do that or I need to do the countdown. So my four column, I either have to do four jumps, squat, the four jumping jacks, or four squats. I have to do one of those. Three. This is probably my favorite. My H H H H M's. I hug a hippo and hug myself. Hug a hippo and hug myself. You gotta do three of those. Um, or your elbow knee crunches. Again, anytime you can cross that plane, your vertical plane, your horizontal plane, it's good for your brain. So you're simply doing three, one, two, three, and actually I just, the whole set. So like one, two, three. All right, then our good morning stretches. Remember those. You need to do two of those. Or two of your T Y I stretches, and then number one, you either are going to fist bump the teacher or me and say good morning, or you're going to air spell I'm 
What is your definition of bop? Just, just like a politely. Yes, perfect. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> Should the next person catch so, it or are they gone? Right now. So form your circle. And you guys, your goal is to bop spell Honduras quicker than the other team. All right? It's fun, guys. Listos? Yeah. extension then you're working on geography or capitals or whatever. So alright, don't stop class A, where is Donde está Honduras? Uno, tres, cinco, seis, tres. tres. Excelente. So you might have a follow-up um, slide. ¿Y cuál es la capital? Tegucigalpa. Honduras. Muy bien. Okay, so then yes, now we're gonna ball up. Más bajo. Más bajo. Vamos. Uh, adiós. Oh. Adiós. Adiós. 
Adiós. All right. Más alto, más bajo, igual. Más, más bajo. bajo.
Seven people. Seven people were like the former circle right here. Just come on up. Seven people. Then maybe um, normally you do like a little class. You have a huge class. Maybe you'll have two people. Again, if it's no prep, maybe it's just like, you know, you're Spanish one. You got five minutes. You're just like, who when? You're going to, what, what did you do this weekend? And then if it's true, you take, so you're in your circle. Um, for example, I threw up like, I grew up. Maybe think of like, what verb are they going to see maybe for the first time in a reading? Or what word do I want to work on? So let's say I'm working on, I grew up. Um, so if the statement is true, you're going to take one step forward. If you prefer not to say anything, you just stay. And if it's false, take one step back. But you always have the option. If you don't feel comfortable saying your preference, you could, ju you could just stay. So I grew up on a farm. Oh, nobody. Okay. <laughs> and then again, as a teacher, you always have the option, like, what? And then add more input, like, oh, like, you can always add more input. No, wow, nobody grew up on a farm. Um, I grew up speaking more than one language. Step back, step forward. Oh, and then you could ask about the question. Oh, what language did you grow up speaking? Spanish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sign language. Sign language. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. So then, if we had time, like I'd want to follow up more questions. Like, oh wow, do you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up in a different state or country than where I live now. So lots of you, and then you could follow up with a question if you'd want to. Um, ooh, I prefer. So let's form the circle again. Um, I prefer Taco Bell over Culver's. Ooh, yes. Oh, oh no, Taco Bell. Taco Bell? Okay, okay. Um, Martha. Martha, what's your favorite thing to order at Taco Bell? Just their basic crunchy taco. Okay, their crunchy tacos. I mean, yeah. So you can have a follow up conversation. Um, I prefer October over May. I do. You like yellow, you like the fall colors, the pumpkins, the apples, yeah. Alright. So instructional activity, you just circle up, you can ask any question you want, need to, it can be low prep. Think about about it ahead of time if you're prepping it as an intro activity, but you simply get kids up in a circle, they're stepping forward, stepping back, just a chance to um, so that's good. You can uh, okay. you can sit down. Thank you. At least there's movement because you can use this for anything, any type of review. Um, again, it can be no, no prep if you're just like ah, or you've just read something and you want to um, review something, or it can totally be like a test review game. Anytime you want to review anything, here's how bluff works. You might bluff, which means you're going to stand up even though you don't know the answer, but you're going to pretend that you do because your team gets the amount of points for the people standing. So let's say one, two, three, four, five. So you guys have six. I'm just going to pick one, two, three, four, five, six. You six. We're just going to do a quick. So I've got a question for this side only. Um, you bluff if you want. You stay seated and nobody will ask you. Um, and they get to choose who answers. Okay? So you might really know the answer. You might be bluffing. Um, here's the question. Um, name the state capitals of three states represented at the CEA convention. Name state capitals of three states represented at the CEA convention. Not the states, but the capitals. Okay. So you could totally bluff. Or yeah, so it's just these six. We're pretending that. Or maybe we just need to open it up to. So okay, okay. All right. Wendy. Wendy, three capitals of three from three states. And uh, Lansing. Yes, Lansing, Michigan. I don't think so. I don't think so. 
And this is the lovely thing about this game, because especially at the high school level, when you have some freshmen and sophomores who may choose to speak more than what they should, out of turn, I always say, this is a silent game. And the other team cannot be talking at all. Because now I'll let you steal. If somebody, now anybody, since they didn't know, you could steal points. Does anybody on this team know three capitals of three states at CEA convention? And you would stand if you want to bluff or answer. Or maybe, well, or just one person because you did at least get. Okay, who would you like to answer? All right, one. Okay, woohoo! All right, so this team would get the point house, the points. Um, so bluff game, you just give questions to each only one team at a time gets a question, and then obviously if they get the points. If they get the correct, they get it. But people are constantly standing and sitting. It's just a little bit of movement besides just asking a question. Oh, no, you want to give a correct answer. The bluff comes in that you might stand up, but stand up confidently because you, you by standing, gain more points. Because, for example, they would have gotten how many people were standing? I so they would get five points, and maybe three of them actually bluff. They had no idea what the answer was. So the other team's trying to pick the person who might not Yes. So the real key is to look very unconfident when you know. Yes. Yes. Or look super confident when you have no idea. And I always have the rule, you can't pick on, because, you know, especially at the high school level anyway, like, they can be mean, and they're like, just pick on Bobby, she's not going to know. So they can't pick on the same person two times in a row. Um, yeah. So if a teammate is telling them, then you just say, the, then, then you're saying, nope, let's get I'm sorry. You're no talking a lot. So no talking, it's, it's a really nice game for the teacher. <laughs> I, I had one section last year that drove me crazy. They're like, okay, bluff game! <laughs> so it was the one time that they would be quiet. Alright. Um, any other questions on bluff game? Review? Okay. Um, ooh, okay. We do not have a ton of time on this, but um, if possible, quickly get into um, three, a pair of three, three triples. Um, have, have one person look at the screen. Have the B person have your back to this screen, and then the C person just kind of form a triangle really quickly in, tri in trios. Um, a person looks at the screen, B person has the back to the screen. I'm the judge. Again, I found especially good probably for immersion. If you're like, you can't just do this, or like my upper level thing, you cannot use the word thing. Like it's overlaid. So there's going to be a picture on screen. You can't use the generic. It's a person. It's something. It's someone. A thing. A place. An animal. You can't start by those generic words. So right now, person A looks at the screen. They're going to try to describe the picture to person B and try to get them to give you a specific answer. Si es algo que se come, algo que utilizas en el salón, en la casa. Person A 
can um, help if the person A cannot come up with any clues, or they can be like, ah, you just said thing.
Yeah. <laughs>